it's your girl Nyla X and I just wanted to vent to y'all for a minute and give you guys some motivation um I feel like everything works together for your good you know no matter what you're going through like you never know like what your storms are for you know like I was in here I was watching a Harriet Tubman story and the first time that she escaped when she ran back and she made it to Philadelphia you know, it was all great. It was beautiful. But, you know, she didn't have her family there to greet her and to welcome her. So she worked for like a whole year so that she could have the money to be able to escape back and voyage back. And the first person that she went to go get was her husband. And one of the biggest betrayals was the fact that her husband was married to somebody else, got her pregnant, got a whole family on the way. And it was like she was so hurt. You know, and she was just going to go back defeated, but then other people came up to her and was helping and was like, yo, like, I want to be free. And she had the means to do it. And so she took like seven or eight people back with her. And then she realized that her calling was higher. She was thinking too small. She was just thinking like, you know, I'm going to save me and mine, my family. But she wasn't thinking about the fact like, yo, I could just save so many different people. And that's one of the things that she had to go through in order to become a legend, you know, and she could have looked at it like, no, my husband, he married somebody else, so fuck that shit, I'm not gonna save nobody, I'm just gonna go back by myself, fuck black people, fuck my life, you know, she didn't do that, you know, she still stayed true to what was in her heart and what was in her mission and her life purpose, and she saw that as a minor setback, as a lesson, you know, so it's like, what are the lessons that you can learn from anything that you're going through? Like, don't focus on the negative that came from it. Focus on the positive. You know, did you have a new idea? You know, did you meet somebody new? Did you find out a friend was actually really there for you? Did you find a support system through it? You know, that's something that can even retrain your subconscious mind. The power of your subconscious mind is it really controls all everything. You know, we think that our conscious mind, the things that we just take in and absorb is what controls everything but your subconscious mind controls your emotions and the more what you feed in your conscious mind control comes through from your subconscious mind but anyway like I just wanted to tell y'all like my story like I graduated valedictorian from my high school um I graduated cum laude from my BA in social work um, magna cum laude 3.8 like I graduated with me at like 22 you know and it, I didn't even find a job until I was 23 it sounded like being 22 with a master's degree only sounded good to like friends and family and social media but to employers they like you don't even got no experience how you think that you gonna work for us like and the thing about it is most of the people that I graduated with were non-traditional students. So, you know, they went back to school because their job made them do it. Or, you know, they wanted to make more money or they had already been out of school for a while. So it's like they had that network. It was probably only like seven or eight of us that went straight out of BA. <laughs> and so I had a really, really hard time finding a job, even though I had all of these accolades like... The world showed me that it was something different. Like, I didn't even find a job for, like, eight months. And that was, like, the most depressive period of my time because it's, like, 
you have such these high hopes, like these high aspirations, like when you graduate, but I was so depressed, like I really had post-grad depression, like to the max, like you gotta ask my family, like my grandmother is my rock, like she was the one that was there for me, like through the whole time, her and my mom, you know, I just have a strong family, thank God, but it's like a lot of people, like they had to end up moving back home, like it was just bad, and I promised everybody that said that they was gonna help me, didn't help with a damn thing you know and so eventually I end up getting this job at like a psychiatric hospital so it's like I help people that just try to commit suicide they're like have really really bad like addictive diseases um anger management or they just had like a psychotic break um a new diagnosed mental illness or you know, they just ain't been on their meds for a while, or maybe it's time for a med change, so, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot on your spirit, and I have to do, like, family sessions and group therapy, and then I, I talk to the patients, like, you know, one-on-one, like, especially the kids, like, on the college students, like, hey, you know, what happened, like, what's going on, and one of the best things is the fact that I can give them real advice, because of the fact that I just, just, just came out of that really, really bad depressive spell. And I don't think that I would be as strong in my role that I have now if I wouldn't have went through that depressive period. You know, because it's a difference between, you know, just telling somebody what came out of their textbook or something that you probably did years ago, as opposed to this is something that I just went through and these are the coping skills that I use to help me. You know, change your perspective. Don't focus on the negative. Don't be defeated. Keep trying. You you know listen to some inspirational stuff like make sure that you feed in your brain positivity don't use that time it's just idle time you know that's what I had to do for myself and so that's why I feel like my patients like I have such good rapport with them because it's just like I can see myself in them you know when I can sit there and I can take myself back to a time where I felt the same way and my black girl magic, it manifests in a way where it's so it's like, I can put that energy towards me. I can repel it. I can do really what I want with it. I can take your energy and bring it up. I can take your energy and bring it down if I really, really wanted to. And so I always can connect with them on that by just being real. You know, like, don't. That's one, one thing that I would say to all other people that's in a role like that. Like, just be real. Like, just be honest. Like, if you're talking to them straight out your textbook that's probably why you're losing clients like just really be real like I mean still in accordance with the code of ethics but just like personable like empathy like put yourself in their shoes and then try to figure out where they went wrong so that we can start at the root of the problem as opposed to addressing all the other ills you know because once you fix that root you okay because everything spun from that and so Another thing I want to say is, like, now that I've been there for, like, a year, it's like, man, like, I hear, like, the saddest stories ever, and it was my first job that I took, so it's like, I'm underworked, I'm overpaid, I mean, I wish, let me rephrase that, I am overworked, (laughs) underpaid, like, um, I have broke up countless fights, I didn't walk in on people cutting themselves, like, I mean, just traumatic as fuck, like, sexually harassed, and they won't do shit about it, like, I literally hate my job, like, at this point, and, like, I literally cry at work, because I'm just like, yo, I really hate this shit at this point, like, if this is what life is, then 
this is not what I signed up for. You know, that's how I feel when I go to work. Like, that's how depressed my job makes me. Like, literally. And it's like, I found, I never really, really wanted to work with, like, patients that just try to commit suicide or in a hospital, period. Like, if you go back to, like, college and like what my internships were and what I saw myself doing it was like and the the letters that I wrote like why I picked social work like I always wanted to be like a social worker that worked in the court system because I'm really really interested in like criminal justice like I've always been on debate team and I always loved kids I love kids like my um, special was child and family and so one of the things that I was just so proud of is I got this job as, um, it was three interviews, so I had to take off of work three times, and I got this job as a um, care coordinator for Fulton County at Juvenile Court, and I was just so excited, like, so I would be the person, because where I'm at now, I overstand mental illness, like, I overstand it, like, I can diagnose you, like, really, really quick. Because, and I know exactly what the questions to ask because that's what I do all day, you know? And so I just thought it was perfect. So I would be the person that's able to go to the judge and talk to the lawyers and like screen families and defendants and help them to get lesser sentences because um, I can just help them to, I can just help to explain the mental illness to them. And I thought that this was like dope. Like I was so excited. Like I was on Instagram and I was just telling everybody about you know, my new position, and so they offered me the job, because I killed all three of the interviews, and so then they said, I'll send you the offer letter over as soon as you start, I'm sorry, I'll send you the offer letter over as soon as I check your references, I said, okay, cool, so I used um, my past field supervisor from from undergrad as a reference, and then I used, um, one of my friends from my job and my friend from my job never got a call and so come to find out that my reference bombed me and stopped me from being able to get my dream job like he just totally told them that I'm 24 I just graduated from college and he's not sure if I can do a role without direct supervision which is total bullshit because I'm a lead at a psychiatric hospital You know, it was just some, it was just the most evil thing that somebody could ever do because it's already ageism against me. And so it's not hard to believe. But the thing about it is like, I teach other people how to do my, to do their job. And then I supervise them. So it was just like, he was just saying something so that I don't get the role. And I ain't gonna lie, like it hurt me so bad because I was just so close with him. Like when I found out that I didn't get that job because I wanted that job so bad and the fact that he did that to me, I think I lost contact with reality for like 20 minutes, like for real, like I could just hear people talking to me. It was like, everything was like in slow motion. Like, like when I say hurt, doesn't it takes me an hour to get to work now in an hour to get home every single day to go to a job that I hate. And this job was nine minutes away that I would have loved and I would have felt like I'm making a difference in the world and that I'm really helping the people and I'm not just helping insurance companies because that's really what hospital social work is if we keeping it all the way a thousand. So I was beyond hurt. And the day that I was supposed to start the job was January 6th. 
And so I had to end up going back to the hospital that I work at on January the 6th because they took back the job offer and they wouldn't even hear me out, you know, and that's the sad part. So I was just hurt. But that's the day that I wrote Letter to God, which is the first poem that I put on YouTube. And so I wrote Letter to God and then like I sent it around like I I never really even thought like I never even saw myself on a. I always wanted to do something, like, using my voice. Like, I always knew I was creative, but I never really had the courage or even the real thought to put it out there. And so, like, I sent it to everybody, but I sent it to my mom. My mom don't never like nothing, (laughs) okay? And when my mom really liked the poem, and she had, like, sent it to everybody at her school because she's a lead teacher. Like, um, when she lived in South Carolina... She moved here to Georgia because they wouldn't promote her because she was a black woman. And now she's, she moved here to Georgia. She believed in herself like she took a step of faith. And God, <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all, God met her halfway. And now she's a lead teacher. Um, she teaches other teachers how to teach over in um, Cobb County. So I'm just immensely proud of her. Like she's a great role model. Um, and she's a self-love advocate now. So we're thinking about going into our own practice. So, you know, God is good. But anyway, so, so I wrote God, read a letter to God on January the 6th. And when I seen that she liked it and all the teachers at her school liked it, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just record it. And so I recorded it and then I put it on YouTube. And I mean, like in the first week, it already had like almost 200 views. And it was like, people were just so like, flabbergasted like they were so proud of me and I'm just like y'all like I've really been writing forever so then I decided like every week I'm gonna just keep putting a new video out and then I decided okay like let me just go ahead and make strictly for my niggas like the podcast like let me just go into business for myself because I already know what I can do I'm not gonna sit here and keep waiting for people to believe in me you know and so now look where I'm at like I'm on your podcast like I'm on your speakers and I'm talking to you and it's just like I'm just saying all that to say like if everything would have worked out the way that I wanted it to I would just be at you know Fulton County Court like as a care as a juvenile court as a care navigator which ain't the worst thing in the world but I wouldn't have been I would have been following my dreams like had a good job but at the same time it's just like I wouldn't have been able to be an entrepreneur. Like, I would have still been working for somebody else, you know? So, I'm saying all that to say it's just, like, a lot of the things in your life probably have purpose. And it's like, we think that everything's going to happen our way, but God always got a different plan. And the question is, do you trust him? Like, we're not here to do what we want to do. We're here to fulfill a purpose. What's your purpose? How did you get there? Share the story. Hit me up. Use it to inspire other people. Thank you.